This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, it's me, Lawrence Gunther, host of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther, heard on AMI-audio. I love exploring the great outdoors with my guide dog, and I want you to be just as comfortable exploring your community and beyond. Check out my show for the latest outdoor accessibility tips, tech, and insights. Listen to Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Well, you say favorite. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once here again for another week of technology talk discussion and hatred. Oh, I'm so annoyed this week. I've got Sean Priest with me this week. Uh, hello, Sean. Hello, Stephen. It's just what this show was missing. A bit of hatred. Well done. You bring, <laughs> you bring everything to this show. Well, I do try. Mark Aflalo's in the background somewhere. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. Oh, are you well? Are we no, well this I'm week? not. It's been a day. Oh, look, you know, I, I've come to a conclusion. We maybe need to get together, I don't know, five minutes before the show starts. I'm just guessing. Yeah. We need to get together just a little bit later. But look, don't worry about it. I know we're having some technical issues at the start of the show, which is kind of ironic for a tech show. Um, <laughs> what was it earlier? So let me just, just you know, I don't mean to throw you under the bus here, Sean, but am I right in saying that we were actually questioning you on whether or not you knew what a power cable was today? Unbelievable. I was just so... I had to prove that I knew what a power cable was to Mark. He didn't trust me. I said, I've unplugged it and plugged it back in again. No, let me see. I, I mean, you know, where's the trust in this? Well, I think that's, I'm just, so I'm just checking. Yeah, so we're episode 154 here on the show. Now, clearly Mark has heard more than, you know, enough of these shows to know what this show is really all about. And most of our listeners know that our tech credentials can be questionable at times. So is it really a surprise to you? No, no, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurt by that. <laughs> I'm a tech expert by now. This live lark is easy, but Listen, apparently I'm doing something wrong at the moment. We're, we're no, all doing I don't, I don't blame we're you at all. Well, I, I blame everybody. Does. If it's not, and especially if it's not my problem. I love it. Because I was just sitting here. <laughs> I was just looking up prices of Google products. Um, you know, that was kind of cool. And trying to pre-order stuff as well. Well, tonight we're going to talk about Google today because Google have announced a ton of new products. Well, I say a ton. Well. A couple of new products. And to be honest... Yeah, they're okay. You know, they're all right. I know I'm really selling well it. Sell it again. <laughs> I mean, isn't it pretty much what we've said about every well, oh, recent yeah. tech event? Anyway, it's all, uh, okay, we want that excitement. We want that cool gadget. And uh, Well, yeah, in fairness, okay. I would say it's probably the thing we've said about every Google event so far. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Google. Ooh. I think that they do great stuff. But, um, but their tech is not sexy. That's the problem. I'm just is that what there. you're looking for? Sexy tech? Well, actually, well, look, yeah, I, I mean, agree. Samsung tech is sexy. I think Sony tech is sexy. I think other technology, probably beginning with the letter S, is sexy. Um, <laughs> other other brands with the letter S are available. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that, that, that Google tech is just it's it's kind of functional stuff and it's good and it has great brain behind it. It's just not the be best looking. It's a bit like myself. Uh, now look, let's get to our, let's get to <laughs> our guest Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our guest this week who joins us all the way from Kelly and Co. It's uh, Ramia Amuthan. Hello, Ramia. Hello, boys. How is everybody? 
Well, sorry, you know Rest. what I'm asking? I know you guys are, yeah. <laughs> Look, they're all stressed. I'm cool. I'm as cool. I'm easy like Sunday morning here, Ramia. I'm all right. I've got coffee. I have uh, chocolate bars here. <laughs> I have everything I need for the hour. Nice. <laughs> Well, listen, I've got lots to talk about, of course. And the reason we want to get you on, this is the funny thing, we want to get you on because you are aware, I think it's fair to say, a bit of a Google fan. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've used Google products. <laughs> I, that's commitment for you. Yeah, yeah no. I am aware of them, yes. I've, I've heard of them. Uh-huh. Well, my only, my, what was interesting was I was thinking, well, we'll get you on to talk about this. Perfect timing because with Google launching a new product, we can talk a bit about that and, and get you on to get your um, feelings on it, maybe think about whether or not you would be interested in buying some of this stuff. And then I learned that you've uh, got yourself an iPhone. Yes, I have. Um, and not even just recently. It's been like an, a year and a half. Oh, we can talk about wow. that too. That's an interesting transition. Yeah, let's well, talk I think about it iPhones. Is, yeah. We don't do that enough, Stephen, I think. Yeah, well, that, we, one we thing always we know- get dragged back to iPhone. Well, it's not our fault, though. It's because yeah. it's so popular. It's not my fault it's popular. Okay. All right, no. Anyway, I did want to start with some hatred because, um, you know, I, I do. And the hatred is actually of myself. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I know you're all piling on this. So, you know, I'll hold myself back. Uh, don't hold us back too much. Um, but no, I, I uh, got myself a new pair of Bose frames this week. They launched three new pairs. They launched Tenor, Soprano, and, oh, I've forgotten the name. Tempo. That was it. Tempo. That was the one. And that's the one I actually got. And the reason I got Tempo, uh, these are uh, Bose, and if you don't know what these are, they're Bose frames. They've got the speakers built into the arms of the glasses, and they give you Bose quality sound, but not in your ear, around your ear, you see? So it's giving oh, you the kind of... Helpful. Well, it's, it's, well, it is in a way, because, you know, obviously it means that when you're travelling around, remember those days when we used to travel? I know, dim no. and distant past. Uh, or in your case, not at all. Uh, you know, that, that, that was a great thing, because you could have voiceover on, you could be getting your navigation directions, you could even listen to a podcast while walking down the street without the fear of a truck ploughing through you, which I've heard is negative. So... Um, you know, I'm not. I'm, I have to say this. I'm against trucks plowing through people. There, I said yes. it. We'll take um, a stand on that. We are. I, I take. I, I write that down, Mark. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. That's important. I'm writing it down right now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, so yeah. Anyway, the Bose frames arrived. They were um, beautiful frames. Uh, these new ones, these Tempo frames, are wraparound. This is what I've been looking for. Everything else have been your kind of standard. I would say holiday style sunglasses. Um, great darkness to them as well you know they do block out a good amount of light and i like that uh because i wear sunglasses all the time but um yeah unfortunately these uh you know they come in the wraparound uh, style i thought would be brilliant unfortunately my head was too big for them we we'll just leave a little bit of silence there to let that sink into their listeners See now, where's the hatred then? That's not towards the frames. They could be absolutely amazing. It's not no, Bose's no. fault. You've got a head like a horse. Thank you. Well, <laughs> no, it's not Bose's fault that my head is larger than average, right? But at the same token, you could at least give us some options here. I mean, it comes with what they call global fit size. It doesn't fit. I mean, what global fit? I mean, they don't unless they stretch, which they don't. Because they made a plastic. If you try, my my uh, mother decided she would try and stretch them, which nearly cost me about three hundred dollars. Um, 
but you know they don't stretch because they're just they're just made of plastic, so they don't do it. So you know for that reason, I I'm, I'm kind of a bit of hatred of myself because of my head size. I love the frames though. Oh, uh, the sound of them is very good. Head. Well, thank you. But they, they do. They, they have amazing sound off them. Is it better than the previous version? I don't think so. Um, first impressions, I mean, in all seriousness, brilliant headset. If your head is not... If you, ha- if you have an average head, uh, then these will be perfect for you. And uh, great sound comes out of them. Although, weirdly, if you actually hold the, the speaker that's on the arm right up to your ear, the sound is so much better. Um, because, of course, the problem is that it's firing the sound out of the speakers downwards towards your ears, so it's kind of firing the audio at your ears, which means it's not putting the audio in your ear, which means you're not getting that level of bass we'd be used to with Bose, you know, that really high-quality sound. But if you actually hold the arm right up to your ear, it sounds beautiful, which, of course, that's entirely impractical. You yeah, need to just, just wear a pair of normal headphones. Yeah, basically, you're turning them into headphones at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so who saw these coming? Let's let's move away from the fact they don't fit your gigantic head. I mean, I was quite surprised how these just suddenly bang. Here you go. Here's three new ones because we were saying, you know, how uh, disappointed we were with the Bose AR frames disappearing. So the important thing here is that the AR has disappeared from these. That's right. And they are just Bose frames. Yeah, Bose have had a difficult year, and they've had to close a number of stores. Uh, yeah, well, that's right. I mean, not, they're not alone in this. Um, but, you know, it's they've had a, a difficult year in terms of, of finance, I guess, and they've had to consider a lot of projects, what they're doing, and as well as stores going, which obviously is sad because that means jobs are going. Um, also, we're seeing a number of projects go. And I think, in fairness to Bose, AR was a very small part of their offering. It was something they were getting into, and I think maybe if COVID hadn't happened there might have been a chance this would have continued. Uh, but unfortunately, that hasn't happened. So, um, you know, we're in this position now where they've thought, right, we have to shelve this. But they have kept the project of Bose frames going. Um, what kind of gets me, though, about this is that, that weirdly, I mean, I think the original pair, well, I paid £199. So I, what is that in Canada money? Is that about $5 million or something? Yeah, it's that's five million four hundred and twenty-two. Thank you. Right. That's, that's, that's exactly how much that cost. And that's a fact. Um, so, you know, a lot of cash is going out of these. But no, I mean, the thing is, they have actually increased the price of these. I mean, I paid 199 I'm now paying 239 in pounds for these. So that probably equates to what, 260 $270, something like that. Um, and it's, you know, that's a lot of money for what is essentially sunglasses with some sound coming out of them. And that's really exactly. what they are. You know. Yes, because they, they've they've scooped out the AR sensors in there, the accelerometer and whatever else. Scooped so out. That's they've scooped out. That's the technical term. Yeah, they've Thank scooped you. it out, right? So now these are just Bluetooth headphone sunglasses. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, That's they, they are quite, you know, they've got the Bose name, so you're expecting a certain standard of audio. But I would argue you're never going to get that with this sort of audio system anyway. I don't think the sound quality can ever be like headphones or anything you know bone conduction you don't expect audio quality and i would argue even with these you don't expect the audio quality so i'm really confused why there's been a price bump in them Mm. um when in fact there seems to be less tech i know they do have a touch uh touch sensitive area on the frame now don't they yeah i mean it's hardly worth the extra money to be honest so 309.99 that's how much they're coming in at i mean that's a considerable increase on last time round. Yeah. Uh, and that's for the Bose Frames tenor that I'm looking at here. I'm doing homework here, by the way. I don't like doing homework. 
I'm against that. Write it down. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, these, like you say, they've got this touch-sensitive panel on the side. So on the arm, you can uh, swipe up with a finger, and that will allow you to increase the volume or you know, decrease the volume. The other way, you can tap or double-tap the, the sensor for different things. So you could have, like, play. You could summon your favorite uh, assistant. So that's kind of where they're going with this. I think the price point, though, they should have kept the same because you're, you're not getting the AR features, and that was the big selling point the first time around. Absolutely. And I've got those in my original... Well, I, how long it will last, I don't know, because I think they're going to pull that feature entirely. Which, again, I think is a bit weird, because if there are apps that are working with it, you'd want to think you could just leave that there. I mean, what's the point in taking out the ability when the hardware's already built in, right? But Bose mm. won't be supporting that project anymore. So, yeah, there you go. But no, you're right. I mean, come back to your point about the them just landing like this. Yeah, Bose did this. They just dropped a whole range of new products, new Bose frames, three different types, also dropping something that they actually got rid of last year. I thought we'd never see these again, the Bose Sleep Buds. Now, these are interesting. The, the Bose Sleep Buds 2 are out. Uh, if you have a partner who snores, I mean, not me. I just want to put it out that I don't snore. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, my wife does. Um, is, she, is she in bed? Oh. Yes. Um, so that's fine. She's out, she's out of earshot, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, Bose Sleep Buds apparently can help you because what, you know, it's not just for people who snore, but for people who maybe have issues with tinnitus or uh, hearing issues, maybe they, they just can't sleep with no noise at all, then something like Bose Sleep Buds could be really useful. They don't connect to your smartphone to give you your choice of music or podcast or playlist in the way that maybe other buds do. Um, these instead uh, have their own built-in sounds that you can choose from. I think 35 sounds are in there. You could pick from, say, I don't know, sheep buying in a field or um, Stephen Scott shouting at you or whatever it is that gets you to sleep at night. Um, then that's you. You can uh, you can get those. I mean, it's a bit strange because they don't connect to anything. They are literally all kind of one unit. But the intention here is purely for you to get some sleep at night. So it's like earplugs with extras. And they come in at $329. Wow. That is absolutely ridiculous. I've never heard anything so ludicrous in my life. What's the point of that? Are you sure they don't connect? You're saying you can't... Well, they might... I don't know if they connect to the phone, but even if they do, they they can only... You know, perform certain sounds that Bose have predetermined. You can't choose what goes through them. Uh, so you're not buying. Wow. If people think you're buying these as a way to listen to a podcast, which actually would be a really good idea. I mean, again, it's like in some ways Bose have kind of got it right, and in other ways they've got it really wrong because yeah. they're limiting their own technology. It's I, like I, someone I, saying I, to you, "Well, you can buy this lovely pair of headphones, but you can only listen to this radio station or this exactly. genre of music." <laughs> If you're a country music fan, you're going to love these headphones, but you can't listen to anything else fancy about rock music? Forget it. That was, that's wow. just nonsense. So I don't okay, get Okay, so there's not much um, Bose love around here this week, when usually there is, because I know you loved the AR frames. Now, what about you, Mark? Are you, uh, I know you love your headphones. Have you, are you a Bose fan? Because I know Bose is one of those dividing companies, isn't it? You either kind of love or hate them. Um, you know, I don't have many of their products. I tend to lean towards Sennheisers and Bowers and Wilkins and and Bear Dynamic and and you know Sony's and stuff. But uh, flash the cash, you know, why don't you? Yeah. yeah. Listen, a lot of people send me this stuff. Um, Cheapskate. But Bose, I think, really <laughs> pioneered um, active noise cancellation. Like, I mean, mm. anybody who's ever spoken yeah. about active noise cancellation has talked about Bose headphones. And they tend to be their favorite, especially for people who travel a lot around planes a lot. Yeah. So, 
Well, you're saying that, but I'm sitting here with a pair of... I mean, I can't even read what this uh, this model number is. I'd have to get someone to read it for me. Uh, where are my eyes? Um, but these uh, these are uh, Sony. Sorry, uh, these are <laughs> Sony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've just realised I'm visually impaired. Um, but no, these these are Sony headphones just out, and uh, these I say headphones. They're actually more earbuds. But what I love about these is they've got a neck band. So you, you have a neck band that goes around. It's not as big as the one that Bose had years ago, which was like wearing a toilet seat around your neck. Um, <laughs> but th- these ones, they're quite neat. Uh, they've got a little neck band, and what happens is the little wires come from the neck band, and you just put those earbuds in your ear, which Sony have told me, because uh, they've sent me these ones, they're saying, you know what? The, these are great for blind people because, you know, with AirPods and all that, you know, they fall out your ear, they're gone forever, right? <laughs> He's trying to find them again is a nightmare. Yeah. I called you just the other week saying, I can't find my AirPods, I don't know where they've gone. Of course, we also know that the dog has the eaten, them. eaten them. And, yes. uh, yeah, there's a whole other thing there. But, yeah, so that's why I have these. They're, they're like mittens uh, for your ears. <laughs> um, you know those mittens? I don't know if you had this, Mark, as a child, but we used to have these in Britain. I don't know if this was a worldwide thing, where you'd have these gloves that were connected by string. Um, so you, you yeah, through your jacket your so you don't lose them. I know exactly, that. yeah, that's right. So you know you could only move one arm at a time. If you wanted to point somewhere, your other arm was pushed, pulled in. You only had so much give on these things. Have you written uh, your name that's on what these this is as like. well, Stephen? <laughs> you, you know, you know what kind of childhood Stephen had because they just didn't have enough string to give him a little bit more leeway. Well, I just had very long arms. It's like my huge yes. head. I'm a monster. Um, but yes, uh, these these Sony ones are good, and they have active noise cancellation, and that is what I'm keen to try with these. So they're currently charging up. I want to uh, give them a proper review in a week or so's time. But these these do sound quite nice. So again, I'm hearing a lot about Sony, and they're fantastic Sony. active. Sony, Sony. I don't know. I, well, don't... I do. It's it's definitely Sony. Well, I say Sony, right? Okay. Ramia, right. jump in on this. Sony or Sony? What would you say? Definitely Sony. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, fine. What's that? Moving. Can we? Can we? Can we get rid of her? Can we get her out of this? You invited her. I know. I, I'm starting to wonder why I did. You I'm not right. right. Listen, when we talk about uh, Google in a moment, but we uh, get together and talk about Google because there are so many new products they've brought out and uh, some interesting stuff going on there. So let's take a short break at the moment. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk with uh, Ramia Amnuthan from Kelly & Co., the better half of Kelly & Co. See, I'm being nice to you. Stick around. <laughs> Double tap Canada continues next. Miss something on today's show? Listen anytime with the AMI app or ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada will be right back. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call, text to 844-971-1999 or email feedback at doubletap.online. Now back to the show. Uh, yeah, we're live. You can get in touch with us on that number, 844-971-1999. Text that number as well. Email feedback at uh, doubletap.online. Uh, Ramia Amnuthan is here from Kelly & Co. Good to be here, Ramia. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, well, fine then. Um, <laughs> you know, we need I- a budget for sound effects. I've been telling you for three weeks now, we need a budget for sound effects. Hang on a sec. Is this not good enough? Does that not do it for you? Mark, you have another comment. I don't. Sh- I don't. I just. I just don't. And we're all happy. <laughs> so you're one half of Kelly and Co. Is that right? Am I getting this right? Yes. 
Yeah, better I'm half. The part of Kelly and Company. Yeah. <laughs> the, better, the better half, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, listen, uh, great to have you here. I'm so glad you came along this week because I, I did want to talk to you about Google. And uh, I think, you know, we're going to talk about the Google products. But uh, before that, uh, you, you mentioned that you've had an, an iPhone now for a while. Now, when I met you back in October last year, you were, I'm sure you had your, your Google phone then, or at least your Android phone then. I um, think I around that time yeah i had a kind of on the transition point yeah mm-hmm. so why make the switch um well the biggest reason for me was um as i started to use more like low vision alternatives so screen readers uh, i started to realize that there was just a lot more glitch on the android side at least for myself like for what i needed screen reader to do for me um and not like i had apple experience at all because before this i did call apple a cult my whole life um yeah shocking imagine how embarrassing it is now that i use everything <laughs> <Apple>. <laughs> there's no escape but hang on, so you, you, she just said something you use everything apple now you went to the phone. What happened after the phone? Like, how did that evolve to using more Apple? You know what? I just loved the idea of being able to text on my iPhone and then pick it up on my Mac, like pick up the conversations. That's literally oh. what the first part of it was. It was so simple. Um, but also, no, I do, do a lot of audio editing and things like that. So uh, Pro Tools on the Mac has just way more built-in accessibility than Pro Tools on uh, Windows with third-party scripts and things like that. At least that's when I was transitioning, when I was doing radio. And um, so it just kind of one thing led to another. But the biggest reason is because I started, instead of just using low vision accessibility, like invert colors, revert contrast, um, magnification, all this kind of stuff, and just total brightness, like 100% brightness maxed on all my products, I started to actually use screen reader. So this was a huge thing. I think I heard you say in last week's Double Tap episode, Stephen, that TalkBack, you know, the Google TalkBack native um, screen reader is much different than the Samsung one. I used Samsung's voice assistant for the most part. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. So if you'd use TalkBack, your life would be great. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, that's, you know, Samsung's one. I mean, in fairness to Samsung, and I'm always keen to promote any uh, part of an organization because I would imagine that the accessibility bit in Samsung that does the, the screen reader part is probably a very small team. And, you know, I want to encourage them if they're listening to this or they've, they've listened to, and I know, I know companies do listen and they do want to hear what we say. So I would never knock them for it because I think it's clearly in development. I think and that's fair to say, but it's a young, much younger screen reader than talkback even is compared to even voiceover. Uh, it's interesting though you made the leap because you, you know, the, the layout of an Android phone, you know, I often think that's maybe a, a helpful thing. You know, if you know the layout of a, a smart device or any device, I mean, I found this when I was learning uh, with JAWS with Windows, that you would be able to you have in your head visualize where you were. So if you heard something, you'd say, all right, okay, that means I'm here, File Explorer. I'm in the tree view, so I understand I'm in the sidebar. You know, but when you make the switch from a one type of phone in your case to another you know you're having to relearn all that at the same time or was was that helpful was that better then it really is huge and um you know like for example with the samsung's uh at least back in the day now everything's changed obviously there's not even 
buttons to save your life. But there was mm. something specific for the back button, something specific for the home button, something specific to to do the app changing, right? Like to bring up your apps, uh, your open active apps. So that kind of stuff was great because you didn't have to, you know, even with myself, even though I have some vision and do utilize some of my visual stimulus, I uh, didn't have to do as much work because there were buttons assigned for everything. And that sounds super old school, but I went from like a Sony Xperia to a touchscreen. So I had like a full keyboard, the whole works. And I was like, I'm not going to do touchscreen ever. So I really resist change. But um, I guess switching over to Apple simply because of a better screen reader made me then get comfortable switching over to a Mac and then the AirPods and then the watch, like all this stuff. It just came one after another. But yeah, that first transition is always the hardest because you're going from knowing your phone inside out to being like, okay, switching over now. So hang on, did you make the switch to Mac first or was that after you got the iPhone? I made a work switch to Mac. So I was using Mac as my work computer. Um, But personally, no. No, I was always a Windows and Android. Mm, it's interesting, isn't it, Sean? Because, I mean, we've talked about this umpteen times. It's all about the tools you use that w- work for you. I- I'm just amazed that Rami has gone and uh, and decided to make the leap to... Oh. to I'm not, not surprised in the sense that, obviously, it's maybe a better experience, but just um, surprised you make the leap. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what it is. We, I mean, because I did exactly the same thing. I got bored with the the iPhones on offer with the 6, 7, and 8. And, um, you know, I switched over to Android, and I loved the experience. The, the Pixel was a great phone. Stock Android, TalkBack was absolutely fine. And yet here I am with an iPhone 11 again. I don't know what it is that draws you back, because I, I keep saying that I think TalkBack has matured. I think it's absolutely fine as a screen reader. But there's there's just something that but you didn't you didn't find that Ramia. You know what it is I, for me. Okay, I needed things to be faster. Like I just thought the process of me using a screen reader on Android was just taking too long. Like I couldn't get through what I needed yeah. as quickly as I could if I could use. Uh, like a full keyboard you know if you mm. if i'm using the computer um keyboard i could do things instantaneously almost even with screen reader now right but on the android i felt like things were just lagging like you were taking minutes to respond to a text message and then you would dictate and then you'd have to uh, like find all these ways and workarounds that's what i call them to do the things that other people will doing int- instantaneously and i find that that lag and delay is not as prevalent on the iPhone for me. My yeah. iPhone experience is very seamless. Like I could have an you know, an earphone in my ear and do things almost as quickly as a fully sighted person. Well listen, you're preaching yeah. to the choir here. Uh, <laughs> I, I do I, I you know, I, I don't want to make people think that Android is not a good choice for people. And obviously no. you're not saying that. Uh, you're going on what your best experience is and that's the key thing. I mean this is what I often get criticized for. Oh, you're always going on about how great Apple is. And I'm like it's not about that. It's a personal choice. I think it says something though, and there's evidence to back up that a lot more blind people choose Apple as their smartphone device as opposed to Android. Yes, I know sales of Android generally is much higher, uh, but much, that's much higher. well, it is, but that's a lot to do with price point, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I say I think in in the blind world, and I think we have to be quite specific here in the blind world. Those of us whose vision has kind of gone past that point where you can really see very much usefully. I think that you need something, like you say, you want to get the job done. 
you know, if I want to respond to a text that takes me seconds, I mean, you know, Mark got a text from me earlier, and I don't even know how it's spelled your name, Ramia. You know, this is, <laughs> you know, I think it said Romeo at one point. Um, you know, it, that's the downside to auto <laughs> dictation. You know, it just it, it did picks say up Romeo. Yeah, it did say Romeo. It did say, yeah. So you know, it's like those kind of things are a bit annoying. And obviously, that's you know, when you're with, when you're talking to a friend, that's different. You know, if you're trying to send something more professional, you take a bit more time over it. That's fine. But the point is that it's a lot quicker to quickly just communicate between friends, and I, I think for that reason, it, it's really good. Um, Eight four four nine seven one nineteen ninety nine. Come on and join the conversation on this because you might be sitting there as an Android fan saying, "Come on, Stephen, what are you talking about? These, you know, all you have to do is X, Y, and Z." Well, what are the hints and tips? What are the ways that we can maybe get into Android a little bit easier? Is it that TalkBack is better than screen readers say on the Samsung? And I'll say it again. I've said it a thousand times, but I'll say it one more time. Uh, well, I say it one more time. I'll, I'll probably tell you again in a few weeks because I forget. Uh, but you know, I think for someone who's low vision. I think Samsung phones in particular are brilliant with the yeah. high... Uh, you've probably noticed this as well, Ramia, with the ability to get the text size up as much as you can, get that brightness, the vibrancy and of the screen, all that. things they put in for accessibility, how you can pinch in and pinch out to just zoom into your text messages yeah. mm. without completely screwing your, your screen over. Uh, yeah. I loved the low vision accessibility on on um, Samsung, by the way, I just have to point that out. I have several friends who still use a lot of Samsung, and they've, you know, we're not really friends anymore because I've turned to Apple. But uh, they've said, like <laughs> it's a divider. <laughs> it is very divided. But it's true that they've put in a lot of work into their low vision accessibility with the screen inverts, mm-hmm. with the amount of different text options you have, bold text, brightnesses, all this stuff. Uh, and I really enjoyed all of that. I had no problem with it. For me, it was more of a screen reader divide. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you know, Google don't just sell uh, Android phones, uh, although we did see a couple of new variants this time around. Google holding an event this week. Um, I will say one thing for it. It was quick. 30 minutes they wrapped it all into, which I've got to say, uh, you know, that, that is something that all tech events should do. Wrap it in 30 minutes. Although in saying that, even in 30 minutes, there was a lot of garbage being spoken. Um, it was. And, you it know, could have been 15 minutes. It could have been oh, just It could have been 10. Been... <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I mean, uh, Mark Ronson, whoever he is, uh, was apparently going oh. on about how wonderful the speaker is that they've brought out. That's the Nest audio speaker. So and, let me and clearly they interviewed him like two weeks ago, and then added the the uh, the person quote unquote interviewing him like the day before. It was, very <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> was it that obvious? Was oh, it? it was so obvious. It was just, oh it was... dear. Well, it's funny, right? Because we're watching it, and Sean says to me, "Oh, there's some really bad audio cuts in here." And I think, yeah, well, that's this is the problem, isn't it? They're, they're just chopping this stuff up, and, and you know, nobody cares about the audio. Uh, it's how it looks. But yeah, so they brought out some uh, various products. Nest Audio is where we'll start actually, because um, it's a little speaker which I kind of like. I think it's a cool, cool looking thing. It's um, I'm trying to think what you, how would you describe it, Mark? Looks wise, it's uh, it, it's like I think of the Bose Soundlink speakers. Um, they stand up quite thin. Um, and you know they've got you know decent sound off them, very portable as well. I'm not it, sure how portable. Like, it, honestly, it? it looks it looks like a pill, like a like an oversized yeah. pill, um, and it reminds me kind of almost like the um, not the Bose, but the um, the Beats the Beats pill. I think they called it even yeah even yeah, called it a right. pill, but it's standing up. It, it very very odd. I like mean, an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, almost almost like that. <laughs> like an egg. I, they are sending me one, so I'm curious to see what this sounds like oh. because I'm normally I'm normally more impressed once I actually get my hands on. But it's it's hard to be impressed when you just look at specs and you you try to hear their explanations. 
Well, that's right. I mean, you know, they were, they were telling us all how wonderful it's going to sound with, with all the various music. Until you hear it, you've honestly no idea. Um, it's uh, apparently much better sound than the previous Google Home. Um, I mean, I don't know how bad the previous one was. My only experience was I had it for a week. Google sent me it and then asked for it back. How cheap is that? Unbelievable. Uh, but, I know, it's ridiculous. Back. <laughs> wanting them back. Not wanting me just to keep it and play with it. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, they sent me out for a week. And I thought it was okay, actually. I thought the sound was all right. But I've been holding off great. on buying one. Well, I was going to buy the Google Home. I was kind of keen because I wanted to get myself into that world. It's an area I don't really... Um, I've never really got into, to be honest, uh, because I, I don't do much with Google, right? But, I, but the more I think about it, I do have a Google account. I do have Google services I use, and I think this could be quite useful. So maybe I'll maybe I'll connect it up and, and see how it goes. I just I, I think for me, I've never really understood what these products can do. You know, I think about the Amazon Echo, and I can go to the skills store and I can say, oh, it can do all these different things, and I can enable this and do that. And whereas with Google, I'm, I'm always kind of left wondering well, what. I feel like I'm just shouting at it all the time. What can you do? <laughs> and it never has an answer. I don't know. The Google Home app has improved a lot, but yeah, a lot of these things are sort of hidden away, and it's it's sort of that Apple ethos, isn't it? It just works. You don't need to know how it does. Just ask it to play a game, or ask it to connect to the Nest video doorbell, and it will sort itself out. But there is a bit of... Um, I, I think Google sort of lost their way a bit with this. Um, renaming it from the Google Home range to the the nest audio mm. and i don't know it just feels again we're back to that old google yeah we'll try this out and then yeah you know, a couple of years time we're gonna change direction on it or just dump it I, I, yeah i feel like they've lost their way a bit with their smart speakers mark help me out with this because in the the u.s and canada you guys are getting a choice of colors in the uk i think we just get black and white and that's it um like we're not getting food. colors here um but you know what? What colours can you get? Because to me, they all just look very kind of. Uh, Nobody cares about colours. Well, I know, but, but other people might. No, nobody cares. Not even not even Mark care. Mark, do you care? I, I mean, I don't really care. But we, so no, you, get the, care. you get the charcoal. Um, you get the so the charcoal, which is like the dark kind of grey. You've got the light grey. You've got this kind of turquoisey blue. And you've got this pink and this kind of it's like a green. All material. All this kind of material mm. cover design. Which they kind of pioneered with the first, the first, you know, the Google Home Mini. But you know, I, I'm kind of with Sean though. They they have a, they have gotten Google Home, the app and the infrastructure has gotten better over time. And this is coming from someone who's an iOS guy and uses Apple HomeKit. Um, they've yeah. definitely done a, a good job, and, and their integrations are, are better than than Apple and automations and stuff like that. But I, I agree. I think they I think they just kind of play with this. They don't take it too seriously. And we end up seeing stuff like this kind of fall through the cracks and, and whittle away and disappear over time. Yeah, I, I think Google's thing is that they want to show you what's possible. That's what I feel about Google, all Google products is it's showing you what the art of the possible is. And then it's up to the third-party companies to develop it into something bigger and better. Um, Google TV is another product that came out. By the way, if you're looking at the Nest Audio, it starts at one two nine. Uh, if you were one, and apparently you save money if you buy two. They they're allowing us to buy more than one, Sean. How nice! Well, you can um, stereo pair them, which I would always recommend anyway, because it yeah. does sound so much better. Yeah, it's so old-fashioned. Um, okay, so Chromecast with Google TV is also out. The only question I have here is, I mean, this is just another Apple TV to me, um, but is this going to have TalkBack built in? Uh, because if it does, and I I would be amazed if it doesn't, uh, 
then you know this is going to be a great product, isn't it? And I think it'll you know because of the nature of how Google have done this, because it's their product, I think it'll work really well. Uh, let's not talk about Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> well, it does have TalkBack <laughs> built in, as there's the, so it will be accessible. Okay. At least, I mean, TalkBack will be there. Who knows how accessible the actual app will be? Um, yeah, this this is interesting. I mean, we've got lots of options now. That's the great thing. We do have the Apple TV. It's so confusing though. The Apple TV box. I mean, we do have that, which is incredibly accessible for a lot of the platforms. So I do love that. But the Chromecast, I did have the first gen version of that. And it was amazing, particularly with a Google Home smart speaker, because, you know, just saying play such and such on YouTube and straight away it was so responsive, worked really well. So I'm interested in this. I'm more interested to see if that Google TV app, if you will, will be on, um, so if someone's already bought an Android TV, you know, a large screen TV for their living room with Android TV built oh, in, okay. will they be able to then just upgrade that Android TV to Google TV? Because it does sound cool. The, the particular interesting feature for me was the um, infinite DVR, did they call it? Um, the ability to use it as a, as a recorder. That would That's be on cool. YouTube not- TV, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right, yeah, which is what they're using for their live TV. But they are saying that they will hopefully add more um, resources to the live TV because that's where I think um, something like these... We've all got access to Netflix and Disney Plus and whatever else, but live TV is is very limited from an accessibility point of view, at least. Anyway, I don't know of many. Well, I I don't know what it's like in, in Canada, Mark, because I know you've got YouTube TV. We don't have that here. There's a lot of restrictions here. There's a lot of issues with rights um there's you know you've got your major carriers like bell and rogers and and even telus and and some of the western parts of the country and they they've gobbled up all the rights from your big big name you know you know nbc cbs's and your kind of big network so it's hard even even the companies like cbs who launched their own app their canadian version is missing content because somebody else might have the rights to it so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mess when it comes yeah. to streaming tv in canada right now well, that sounds a bit like what it's like here as well because it depends on the broadcaster who as you say has picked up the rights on it um so it will have 4k hdr uh, and uh, sean tells us it's accessible if it's not accessible blame sean um, it's accessible trust me okay fine we'll believe no no hang on whoa whoa let me take that back it has talk back it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be accessible uh backtracking now okay yes, I am. Uh, 69.99 uh is the starting price for the google tv uh ramia this would have been uh, the one i would have asked you about and the new that's the new pixel phones um they are putting the g in 5g that's terrible that's oh wow awful. i know that's awful um but yeah they are bringing out the 5g phone two variants of 5g now this is completely confusing they've got the now wait for it uh there will be a test at the end so listen up uh they've got the google pixel 4a 5g or the google pixel 5 which has 5g as well does that make sense are we following this so far the 5 5g okay so the 4a 5g which is basically an upgraded 4a with 5g built in or you can get the 5 which has got 5G in it and is uh, marginally different. I don't really get the differences here, Mark. Have you been uh, looking into this? Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you. I mean, the camera mm. is a bit different. It's, it's, let, let's just say this. The the 5 is a more flagship-style phone in terms of the materials that are used to make the phone. It feels more of a flagship device that warrant, you know, warrants the, the $799 price tag. By the way, what, you know, there was a quote that I read earlier that, that said that, you know, from Google, saying, we don't feel that flagship phones should be over $1,000 anymore. 
So this is one of the reasons that their their pricing has dropped somewhat dramatically when you compare it to you know previous years. But yeah, it's really just materials and um, again you know camera quality and stuff like that. Nothing you know you've got the you've got the you know the dual charging and and things that just the the four A didn't really they dropped in order to kind of make that price more attractive to people. Yeah, I didn't realize that the phone. Am I right in saying this? The four A five G has got a slightly larger screen. Than the five, that's right. It does. Is, is that because it's it's more expensive for them to create a smaller screen? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. No I, I'm asking. But as as Mark said, the materials are cheaper. It's more uh, more plastic based. I'm assuming than it would be on the five. Um, the, look, and both of these phones use slower processors than the four and four A yes. did before. I think it's a generation before. So. It's interesting that, as Mark said, they did come out and say, you know, these are phones designed for the upcoming economic uh, downturn. That's wow. hilarious. That's very <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, but, uh, maybe there's something in that, though, is there not? That you know, that this is we're we're in COVID it? times. Well, come on, yes. I mean, we're in COVID. People aren't spending the money, and they we're not going to be spending the money on huge, you know, one thousand dollar plus smartphones. I don't think. I mean, people who want to know. will. Well, yeah, I mean, of course there will be people who've got the money, but there's plenty also who won't, and I think they're maybe trying to get a new market in here. Although in saying that, the 4A 5G starts at 679, so that's your kind of entry point to 5G. Um, and what's coverage like at the moment? I mean, I know the UK is pretty poor at the moment, so I mean... Oh, uh, 5G, it's, it's getting there in Canada. We're, we're you know, major metropolitan areas are, are getting there, but what price point do you have for that? You have... Well, I'm reading 679. Am I reading that for wrong? For the 4A 5G? Yeah, I'm seeing four ninety nine for the four A five G. This must be must be U S dollars. That must be U S dollars. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know where I, I'm on. I, I found it on an internet near me, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, that's the information but, I got. Uh, but, but yeah, if you look at if you look at all three phones, so the four A, the four A five G, and the and the five, the big difference is is screen size. So it goes five point mm. eight inch OLED on the four A, six point two inch OLED on the four A with five G. And then a smaller screen, so the six inch on the five. Um, and then when you go down, battery is a bit bigger across the board. The processors change across the board. And then really, water resistance is something that's you. Water resistance and wireless charging are things that the four A either of them do not have. Well, see, water resistance is very important to me uh, because most things in my life end up in water. Um, Usually, shortly after I've bought them, that's usually how it works. I never, you know, I could have something for twenty years and never break it once or drop it in water once. I have it a day; it's in water. I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but I, I just think again, is this more signs that ah, we're done with smartphones? You know, let's let's just let's put this out there. This is basically a four A with uh, the five. You got from that event that you've given up, have you? We're going back I, I, to clamshell design I, flip phones. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly, I did. I did. Oh, I mean, stepping back a generation, I'm not buying this. Oh, we designed this for the upcoming, you know, uh, That's, economy you know disaster. What that is? That's a way to basically prepare themselves marketing wise for the upcoming iPhones. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, probably. also, but also sometimes good to bring the price back so you can push it back up again. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh, we're yeah. adding new features, so... Um. Yeah, because once we're out of this carry-on, we'll be able to say, hey, you know, we've all got money now, buy this $1,000 plus <laughs> smartphone. That was you was know, disappointing. We're, we're... I was so, I'm such a fan of the Pixel phones, and I think they had a real good thing going with the flagship and then the A versions. They mm. were great. And I just, I, I just disappointed in this. I hope they're not going to say, oh, we're not going to bother next year at all. 
Now, it, Rami, obviously iPhone rumours are abound. iPhone 12 coming out, maybe an iPhone 12 mini, iPhone 12 Pro, Pro Max. So we're going to get various styles of the new iPhone. Um, I'm guessing Google Pixel phones are not going to intrigue you, but maybe the iPhones will? Um, if they put the fingerprint back on, then yes. Uh, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that one. I mean, that could be something. That could be something in the uh, in the new generation. Something about putting the fingerprints like all over where there's not like a designated spot for the fingerprint. I don't know if that's real or not, but under the I screen, th- you mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been hearing that for a while. There was one company that released a phone that does have it under the screen reader, but anywhere on the device, and it's really cool technology. But I'm curious to see that that come about. But hang on, was that was that not Android phones, and you could literally show it a picture of a cat? And it would unlock your phone. Let's not talk about that, Stephen. <laughs> okay. Right, moving on. Uh, we're going to come back. Ramia, stay with us. We're going to uh, check in with some of our uh, listeners' feedback as well. Don't forget, you can join the conversation. 844-971-1999 is our number. It's Double Tap Canada. And it's Stephen, Sean, and Mark. And Ramia, I'm Newton with us. I'm not going to clap again because they'll just laugh at me. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Toppers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at doubletap.online and have your say. Did I pick this music? Did, did, was I involved yep. in this? Did I? It's really? funny you mentioned it. I was just thinking the same. We need something more lively, a bit of rock in there. I don't know. I kind of like it. Rami, what do you think of this? Do you like this? I was wondering about it. It really does set a mood. I don't know if it's the, the wrong mood. Mood. <laughs> <laughs> Just which mood it sets. <laughs> hey, double tappers. We need recommendations. Let us know what music we should use. Yeah, Rob Zombie. I'm for Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah. He was the... No, no one else? No, you know that, no, was, that was the one... Good. I'm good with Rob Zombie. You know the one I mean, Mark, the one that was Howard Stern's intro yeah, for yeah, I don't yeah. know how long. Uh, yeah, yeah, Great American Nightmare. Thank you. Uh, this is the Great Canadian Nightmare. It's double tap. Hi. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Stephen, I've got Mark, I've got Sean, I've got Ramia from Kelly & Co. as well. And uh, we're going to get to some of your feedback because you've been getting in touch with us on voicemail. Uh, you can do that at any point during the week if you're listening to this on podcast. You can drop us a voicemail to 844-971-1999. Uh, let's get our voicemail now from David Oh, beautiful. Um, let's get a voicemail in from David, who's been in touch with us. David Life here, and uh, really love the show. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Um, wanted to ask uh, advice on the best calendar notes and um, to-do um, email client, any of those uh, applications, iOS, that would be a good fit for somebody who is uh, being forced into the world of voiceover um, over the last 10 years. Um, almost about to stop using my Mac, uh, zoomed up big time, but already using iPad Pro and uh, iPhone with voiceover for the last two years. Um, would love to hear your thoughts and um, let's do away with this whole thing of saying you can use this on the air if I call if somebody calls 
they want to use it on the air. Yeah. Hey, hey, appreciate you guys. I agree. Have a good one. Yeah, I agree too. You know what? If you call Thank in, you. you leave a message, we're going to play it on air, whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, uh, no, we listen. can't do that. Okay, yeah, not do that. Exactly. Reasons, we won't. <laughs> all right, okay. So, <laughs> all right, okay. Well, someone's telling me that's not possible, so uh, blame them. Uh, well, David, uh, a very good question. Rami, I think I want to throw this to you first because, you know, it's interesting. David talks about being kind of forced into the world of voiceover, which I totally get. I was in the same position about two, three years ago. Um, and you're kind of at a similar stage, I guess, as well. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. I've tried a few different apps, okay? I've tried things that are recommended by other blind users, things that other people love to use, like Fantastical and what was the other, like a Microsoft uh, to-do app and things like that. The things that are obviously accessible with voiceover. But I always just go back to the native um, Apple calendars, the native mail app on Apple and or iOS, as well as the native notes app, because I like the compatibility that all these products have with my Mac. So swapping from iPhone to Mac and then being able to use all that stuff. But for journaling, I do recommend day one. Day one is really uh, easy and and accessible on all the platforms as well. But in terms of calendar and mail and notes, I use the the generic apps. And that would be the great, the best place to start just so you can tell what it's like to have complete iOS accessibility with voiceover on those apps. Because anywhere else you go, you're probably going to have a few things that may not work uh, with voiceover or unlabeled, um, you know, buttons and things like that. You You lost me at Notes. I'm sorry. I just can't agree with you on Notes. I think Notes is a terrible app to use. Really? Okay, you know what? No, I do agree with you, but I don't know what's better out there for Notes. I'm not liking Notes either. I use Notes. Is OneNote accessible? Uh, yes, it is. It is. Yeah. It's maybe a bit of a sledgehammer to crack a nut, but it is um, It is accessible. All Microsoft products on the phone especially are. It's interesting, though. David talks about the Mac and how he's moving away from the Mac. And uh, you know, Are you using VoiceOver on the Mac, Ramia? Yep, and I love... Honestly, most of these things I prefer on the Mac over the iPhone. Really? Yeah. I'm yeah. shocked by that. It's interesting. Like the you know, calendar. I hate the calendar on the phone. I don't know what's going on with the iOS. No, I agree. Update. I agree. Oh, man, I hate it. Like, I, I can't even put in a quick event without cringing. Um, but <laughs> on the Mac, it's like you just, it's done. And then it'll obviously get synced to your iOS calendar. Quick two t- uh, tips from me, David. Uh, one is connect a Bluetooth keyboard to your iPhone and learn to navigate it that way. I guarantee you, your life will be changed and you'll probably never use a computer again, depending on the kind of work you, you do. If it's just for those things and that's all you're going to use a computer for, then you probably can use an iPhone with your keyboard. Um, Fantastical, you mentioned as well as a calendar app. I'm going to try that uh, because I've heard a lot of people talk yeah, about people it. People love that app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very, it. very accessible. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely try that. And and on the calendar point, quick tip, if you have an Amazon Echo, link your calendar account with it, and then you can add calendar entries quickly and easily using your Amazon Echo. They show up in your calendar, and you can edit them from there. Much easier to get calendar entries in. I agree, and I've got nothing else to add. You two have just stolen everything I was going to say. I will say for, for notes, though, I um I hate the Notes app as well. I mean, it's it's functional, I suppose. It's accessible, yeah, but like I, I don't really get into it. I much rather prefer using something like Just Press Record. 
and simply yeah. make voice notes. Uh, it, plus, it does transcriptions of the recordings as well. It's really easy. Works on the Apple Watch. It works really well on the Apple Watch, but on the iPhone as well. So maybe if you just want to take quick notes, I, I really do recommend that one. Am I losing my mind? Is voice memos now on the watch as well? I think it is. Yeah, they just added it. It was. Yeah, uh, I think it, it was added in um, the last generation, but it's um, it's getting better. It quite yeah. they quietly update that one. Yeah, voice I know memos it's... is great, but it's not ideal for something like a grocery list, right? Like you're not going to just. <laughs> no, I suppose. Well, yeah. I, I like that's where I love I love voice. the Echo for that. I love the Echo for the lists. Because yeah. you can you can yeah. tie it right into the app and just launch the app when you get to the store and you're like oh yeah that's what I wanted. David, good luck. Uh, let us know how you got on. Try those out. Uh, the stock apps, is, as everyone says, is a good place to start. Uh, okay, let's get one final one in before we go because uh, this one is a bit special. Uh, we're going to be serenaded here. Well, hello guys uh, from a Double Tent. This is a Philip Bouchard from Clarence Brunswick, Canada. <laughs> the blind musical artist from Clarence Brunswick, Canada. So. Um, I got a song for you guys. It's a song called Space Oddity. A song! Major Paul to ground control. Isn't it ground control to Major Paul? Stepping through oh, the door. And I'm floating in the boat to peculiar way. Go in yourself. And the stars look very different today. This guy's good. He is. Is it just an excuse to do a funny accent again, That's my excuse. We should get him to do the music for the show. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, Philip, get us a jingle, will you? <laughs> Is there a question coming after this? <laughs> no. Is that him? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Right, okay. No, that's an electric wow. guitar. <laughs> He's got a live band going on there. Oh, well done, Philip. Come on, oh, give the guy a round of applause. Well that done. That was amazing. That was really yeah. good. Well done. Uh, hey, listen, that's almost it from uh, us this week. So, uh, Ramia, when can we listen to you on the radio? Uh, tomorrow, you can listen to Kelly and Danielle on the radio, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be back on Monday. Hang on, what? You're having a day off? It's a day away from the show. I'm still working on project. It's a work day. Oh. oh. Projects. Yeah. yeah. I don't Hard know if life. I can. I think I can. AMI at the movies. You know, our Saturday night movies at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I never miss it. <laughs> Uh, 844-971-9999 is our number uh, you can leave us a voicemail at any time text that number as well you can also drop us an email to feedback at doubletap.online Ramia and Newton thank you so much for giving us your time this week and uh, welcome to the Apple world thank you guys thank you and uh, thank you to Sean Priest for whatever it is you bring Mark Aflalo and to you too that's it for us this week I know I'm so kind Uh, keep in touch guys really appreciate you getting in touch with the show Uh, keep enjoying Double Tap on the podcast as well we'll catch you again same time next week on AMI Audio 
Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at doubletap.online. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Download the AMI app now and listen to Double Tap Canada or catch up on episodes of Double Tap TV. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.